You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's NBA Draft Week. We're glad you're here with us. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. James Wiseman had some comments about all the teams that he worked out with. And there are very few. So we'll talk about that in the second segment. Big time trades today as NBA teams were allowed to trade at 12 and start actually announcing some of those. We got to see a couple of big names move. We certainly saw one big name move, and we'll talk about that in the third segment of today's podcast. But we want to lead off with another article, more Russell Westbrook talk that made us angry a couple of days ago, and then we're soothed a little bit from Mitch Kupchak's comments. Yet Kevin O'Connor does have something out on the ringer. And he discusses the Charlotte Hornets chances of landing Russell Westbrook even still after some of those comments that we got from Mitch Kupchak kind of helping us think that maybe it's not going to happen. This is what Kevin O'Connor had to say in one of his most recent write-ups on the ringer said, since it was reported that Westbrook wants out, the Hornets have emerged as the most likely team to land him, which I thought was interesting. That's what Kevin O'Connor had to say. Mm -hmm. Front office sources tell me Michael Jordan wants the MVP which is surprising and unsurprising and understandable. Westbrook would put eyes on the televisions, yada, yada. You could understand all of that. But then he also says uh, the Hornets will not put the number three pick in Wednesday's draft on the table for Westbrook. So the organization is clearly not overly zealous to make a deal. That does not necessarily mean that's a deal breaker. Kevin O'Connor writes, he says the Hornets have plenty of options to tempt the Rockets. And then he mentions a bunch of ludicrous things like trading the 32nd pick in Wednesday's draft to go get him. But also mentioning that PJ Washington, Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham could be good enough to get it done in some kind of combination or anything like that. Excuse no, me. A, yep. That he says PJ to be exact, just so you know, I'm not misquoting him. They also have some young players who could appeal to the Rockets. Such as PJ Washington, a big who can pass, shoot, and switch screens. Miles Bridges, a versatile athletic wing with untapped offensive potential. And Devontae Graham, an energetic guard who plays tough defense, makes smart passes, and could see his scoring efficiency leap playing next to Harden. Okay, the, the evaluations there are interesting too. Mm -hmm. uh, he also said Charlotte would need to give up about 25 mil in salary. We know that it would have to include Batum, Zeller, or Rozier, anything like that, but still not a, a mentioning these younger players. I mean, you see that Kevin O'Connor says the Charlotte Hornets are the most likely destination. When you compare them to all the other teams, they're not going to give up the third overall pick, but that they could include young pieces. Still, it, I can't think of anything that would make sense with what the Hornets would be doing here. And none of this changes anything. Are you, where are you on this? Like, do, do you listen to Mitch Kupchak and think it's not going to happen? Do you read this article and have it change your mind at all? Where are you with the West, Russell Westbrook stuff? The, the more I hear about this, this article, the more you're quoting this, the more it doesn't make sense. Like the only way Russell Westbrook works in Charlotte is if this is a salary dump. That's the only way this works. And the the Rockets do not have the picks to make this work. Not at not today, not tomorrow. The only way this works is if a third team gets involved. And even then, that means probably a Harden is involved or a Covington or something else 
is involved and all the assets that, that Houston gets goes immediately to the Hornets. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. There's no way this a deal like this works for the Charlotte Hornets, especially after everything that was said on Friday, where wins and losses do not matter. Player development matters. None of this makes any sort of sense. And it continues to baffle me that we are having these sl- these even slight discussions when at best Russell Westbrook is a salary dump and there are no assets for the Houston Rockets to give. Well, all of this also goes into the idea that there was a divide with the Charlotte Hornets. And when we talked about that divide on Thursday, I believe nada, we saw it as Michael Jordan wanting Russell and everybody else not. And this is what Kevin O'Connor's write up here is that quote front office sources tell me Michael Jordan wants the 2016 slash 17 MVP. And then, you know, it's, you could understand why from a business standpoint that you might want Russell Westbrook, even though all these takes about him being in the purple and teal, getting a lot more eyes on the Hornets and, you know, having them be a lot more entertaining. I mean, okay, I guess like, is it going to be that much of a difference as far as how many people are paying attention to the Hornets? Is it, is it going to be that much? No, I don't think so either. So even when you go into the business standpoint of all of this, it still doesn't make any sense, but you're right. Mitch Kupchak came out and said a bunch of things that doesn't even come close to indicating that they would want to trust uh, and, and trade, I should say, for Russell Westbrook. Like you even said it with just the one line there. Wins and losses don't matter as much as developing players. I mean, that that should put it all to rest if you were to solely go off of Mitch Kupchak. But we know that Michael Jordan, as the owner, if he wants Russell Westbrook, he does have the power to do it as any owner does in the NBA. So we'll see if Mitch Kupchak is someone that actually has Michael Jordan's respect enough for Michael to say, okay, it's your team. You have all of the power. You're going to run it however you want to, or if Michael is going to meddle here. And uh, if Michael, if they trade for Russell, I don't know how many people, it'll be interesting, like NBA Twitter and people that want the young players, they're not going to trust Michael ever again. I wonder what, you know, the casual fan might might do if, if they would like to have Russell Westbrook on this team or not. But man, it would be such a bad move. We've talked about it a lot. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't make. And again, we talk about the public sentiment part. The Hornets are already going to get a couple more TV games because they're going to have the number three pick in the draft. And most likely it'll end up being James Wiseman. And we'll c- continue to go with that. But for right now, you're going to have the number three pick in the draft you're probably going to see a few more games because he's the, probably the most interesting guy not named LaMelo Ball in this draft. You you don't need a Russell Westbrook to draw people to the games. You're probably also not getting any more fans because of, again, when we start considering current events, you're probably not getting fans in stands this year, or at least not until a vaccine hits, which may or may not be April, May. So you're talking about just the leaps in logic for how this is going to go just astound me because there are a lot of assumptions there that don't like match up with reality. You know what I'm saying? Walker? Absolutely. I mean, well, and here's the thing, people, it's not just this article where people have talked about, Hey, what about a PJ Washington, you know, getting traded to go up to the number one pick or even getting traded for Russell Westbrook. I mean, PJ, I'm not saying that there's any player on this roster that's untouchable, uh, but PJ, but is PJ's close. 
He's certainly the closest thing. He's the number one asset on the Charlotte Hornets roster as it stands right now, being a rookie and being as successful as he was last season. You're not trading him to welcome a 32-year-old point guard that isn't going to age well, and you're not going to trade him to move up two spots in a weak draft when there's a shot that James Wiseman could fall to number three, even if it's unlikely because the Warriors could be interested in James Wiseman. You know, I, I don't even want him. I'm just going with what the Charlotte Hornets are discussing right now. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's not like I'm clamoring for him, if you will. But it does, PJ Washington, no. Like, no, that's a non-starter to move up to the, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to trade him to go up two spots or to get Russell Westbrook's contract on these books, especially with the situation that the Hornets are in right now. All right, we'll take a quick break. want to talk a little bit more about James Wiseman, but first I want to discuss Built Bar because it's a fantastic tasting bar that's also good for you. They have 18 amazing flavors. They have six new flavors and 12 original flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but not only that, they're great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in that delicious treat because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. If you're on the keto diet, it's great for that too. You get a free cooler with your purchase also while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order as well. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Who did James Wiseman work out for? Any teams besides the Charlotte Hornets? We'll talk about that next on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot (laughs) wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Potential number one overall selection, James Wiseman had some media availability in which he fielded some questions. And perhaps at the end of the interview, he did reiterate the biggest newsworthy thing from his press availability. James Wiseman said he only worked out for Golden State and Charlotte. And we know that he's a number one overall pick potentially, but Minnesota did not work him out. And we had talked about this, Nada, where James Wiseman didn't want to work out for Minnesota, especially it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because it would be a weird fit with Carl Anthony Towns. So Wiseman, again, only had the meetings uh, and has been really just in contact mostly with Golden State and Charlotte. Uh, it seems like those are going to be the two teams, Nada. If Golden State, if, if, if Minnesota takes LaMelo or Anthony Edwards, number one overall, like I think most people would project, and the Golden State Warriors are staying home at two, not trading out of it to get some kind of established player to help them win a championship. If they're going to stay home at two, then James Wiseman, it, he's got to be the pick for them. And if yes. he's not, if, if, if the Golden State does move out and James Wiseman somehow lasts to three, then I believe that the Charlotte Hornets are going to select James Wiseman because, in my opinion, he's got to be number one on their big board. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, it sounds about right. Like this draft ends one of two ways. The, 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 either Anthony Edwards ends up a Hornet or James Wiseman ends up a Hornet. If the answer is neither then they're trading down. I feel like that's the three ways this probably goes. Cause I don't believe they're in love with LaMelo as everybody seems to think. Like, I'm not sure they like that con- that third consolation prize nearly as much as everybody else. I do start to wonder though, in terms of James Wiseman, because again, they went out to dinner with this guy. They went out to dinner. They've had conversations. I think the only other guy we know the Hornets have had personal contact with in one way or the other is um is Anthony Edwards at this point. Like those are the two guys. 
everybody else has either been done by video or done a workout via video. So at some point, I think the, those are the two guys that this, this team loves. And I think that's the only thing you can feel secure in because otherwise, like none of this really like anything else other than these two options really doesn't make any sense unless you're talking about a trade down right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's James Wiseman. I think it's Anthony Edwards. And then not, I think they're going to go with LaMelo ball at number three. I think that LaMelo is eventually going to be a top three pick after we kind of heard some of those rumors that he's not interviewing well. And even, you know, with another Kevin O'Connor content piece, we saw that, O'Connor had LaMelo falling all the way to the, to six. I believe I don't think that happens. I think that there's going to be a team that wants to trade up in order to get LaMelo or the Charlotte Hornets are going to select him number three via Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman being gone. I, I do think that Edwards is going to be the backup plan and Wiseman's going to be the guy. Here's what I'm scared of after, you know, we had these new problems that got our attention when we heard about the Charlotte Hornets interest in Russell Westbrook, the old problem that we had talked about so much is are the Hornets going to trade up to number one overall? I think that's still in play. Oh, I, mean, I if, uh, yes. Yes. If, if they want, if they want James Wiseman as badly as what I think they do, I, we were trying to decipher what smoke screens and what's not. And after, at the end of all of it, not a, I, I said it a couple of times already. I think what probably happened was the Charlotte Hornets got leaked that they want James Wiseman as much as anybody. And that was legit. And then there was a lot of other things that came out surrounding them that were probably more smoke screens because either the Hornets decided to put that out there to try to get them off of the scent or other people threw out, hey, but they are heavily considering Anyeka. They are, you know, interested in Anthony Edwards, too, after you saw the Michael Jordan workout. Like, I think that's probably what happened. But I, I think that the James Wiseman stuff, I think it's always been true. It's the first one we heard. And I think there was some other stuff that came about to maybe throw people off of the scent and or, you know, there's just too much time before the draft and we just find other things to talk about. Yeah, no, I, I think there's just way too much smoke here. I think there's way too much love and there's way too much evidence right now. And I think it's these two things. And then after that, I, like literally, I, what else? Like, like I we am, selected Anyeka with our pick in the mock draft. I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen if. James Wiseman and Anthony Edwards are there. Like it'll be interesting to see if if, if it's a Kongu and Ball who the pick is. I, I think that's probably the most interesting scenario, right? Because I, I think and, and the Hornets are going to have this decided already. But I think if you have uh, Anthony Edwards go one, James Wiseman go two. I think maybe the closest battle would be between a Kongwu and LaMelo ball. And I think it would be a LaMelo ball, but I think that would be the closest call in, in, in any kind of player versus player scenario. Would you agree? I do agree with you on that. Now here's the thing I would ask you, are they drafting that LaMelo for them or are they drafting and trading? And maybe, I don't know, say trading him to an Oklahoma city that has a whole stock, pile of picks and literally nothing to do with them right now. So if you could get yourself an asset and a whole bunch of picks for LaMelo ball, would you do that instead? Because that makes a lot more sense. Are you talking about trading down nada? Is that what you're speaking of? Because yes, of I, course I, 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 I would welcome that. Like, like literally, yes, we hate the, we hate the th number three pick. But when <laughs> we start talking about what Oklahoma city has, in terms of assets, I'm much more willing to take door prize number three 
And if you can get another one of those 2021 picks, yo, we're, we're in business. Give me and as if, many swings at 2021 as you possibly can, because I am absolutely here for that. And if the Pistons are willing to make questionable trades that don't make a lot of sense, then perhaps you could trade back with the Pistons, get some assets if they are in love with LaMelo Ball or whatever prospect. We'll talk about some of the trades that we've seen float in the last couple of days or so next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I'm, I'm a little. I listen. Hold on. I, now, see, uh, I, we couldn't just blow by that one. Well, you had because this is what frustrates me. You know, I'm uh, under the weather. You know, I'm not at 100 percent right now, and you're you're just taking it to me. You're like one of these people that knew Nick Batum had a hand injury, and they were just slapping his hand because it's like we're gonna get, we're gonna knock this guy's hand because we know he's injured, and that's what you're doing to me right now. But I just want to say, Sam, if you're listening, you're more than a numbers guy. You have heart. You have soul. You have agency. You are a person. Love you, Sam. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. As we're recording this, we get a little bit of a Shams bomb that confirms some of the thoughts surrounding what James Harden might want. Shams tweets out, Rocket star James Harden wants to be on a contender elsewhere in Brooklyn and Philadelphia are believed to be his top desired trade destination. Sources tell The Athletic and Stadium, Houston is fully comfortable keeping Harden and Russell Westbrook into the season. So again, Brooklyn and Philadelphia are the two teams that Harden is most interested in. Nada, do you think this happens? And what do you make of this news that we see from Shams? I'm not surprised that Houston is a tire fire. I This is why like when we started talking about Russell Westbrook and the price for West, Russell Westbrook, it's way too high. And if the Hornets give up anything remotely resembling an asset, the Houston Rockets have won that trade. Russell Westbrook is a salary dump, bar none. He, uh, Harden, and also at this point, when we have these conversations about trading Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Harden has to go first because you need the assets in any sort of Harden deal to basically soften the blow of you're not getting back any kind of value for Russell Westbrook. He is negative va- negative contract value. And the only worst contract in the league right now when we start talking about this is Andrew Wiggins, and which is why you don't hear very many talks about Andrew Wiggins going in any sort of deal right now because his contract is also negative contract value. It's not going to work. So when we have these conversations and going forward, when we're talking about Houston, we're talking about Brooklyn, this, that, and the third, I want to see what the Harden deal looks like because if there aren't that many picks, then good luck trading Russ because you're going to have to extract some sort of value from the two of them. And it's not going to be easy to do. Yeah. Brooklyn is, is interesting because you would have a crazy big three. And I say crazy as in all of the drama that might happen along with all the talent that's on that roster. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, we know the kind of dudes that they are James Harden, same thing. Kyrie being ball dominant, James Harden being ball dominant. Kevin Durant can certainly play off ball extremely well. Does Kevin Durant want to play with a Harden and Mike D'Antoni and James Harden would be paired up again? Are they really going to play a similar type of basketball as Houston did um, where you know you have a bunch of ISOs going with Harden? Uh, does he fit with a different type of offense? Does Harden want to you know change the way that he plays to try to win a championship. Like, I certainly don't think we're going to see Houston Rockets basketball in Brooklyn. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just interested in how all three of those guys really do fit together 
and uh, defense. I don't think they do. And role players and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, are, are you trading a bunch of draft picks, you know, Jared Allen, Karis Levert, like what, what does all that look like? And Karis Levert would probably be the number one brought up name in any kind of transaction that got you James Harden. But man, I mean, I just, I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think Brooklyn does it. I would be more inclined to believe that Philadelphia would be the team. I don't know what kind of assets that they would have or anything like that. Still, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens real quickly. We did see another big star move. Chris Paul, Nada goes to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for guys like Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio. Uh, I think it's Jalen Lacay. I forget how you pronounce yeah, his last Lequeux, name. I think it uh, is. Lacue. Thank you. And uh, and then it's also a 2022 first round pick that goes uh, to Oklahoma City. Phoenix receives Chris Paul and uh, Abdel Nader. So, um, what do you make of this trade? Do you like Chris Paul with the Phoenix Suns? I like Chris Paul with the Phoenix Suns. I just wonder if this is going to be enough. Like this is where this is what I honestly wonder is they feel like they're one guy away, and is that guy a guy like Davis Davis Bertans or a Gallinari? They just need one more shooter, you know. And then at the same time, that same deal. I love it for OKC and how they have seventeen first round picks. To, to do stuff, they have more picks and roster spots over the next four years. At the same time, I kind of wonder if they're going to let a Danny Green go, if they're going to let a Kelly Oubre go and buy him out and let them get on the market somewhere else. Because that's kind of what they like to do in OKC is at least placate the stars because that way they're all doing – that way they're all always having a good name and reputation with, OK, with Oklahoma City Thunder. So I do kind of wonder, like, this kind of changes, like, free agency. Because remember, there was rumors, at least for a little bit, that um, that Oubre was a target for the Hornets. So maybe you sign him into the cap space you do have. Who knows? Um, by the way, Dennis Schroeder, you mentioned he was traded over the weekend to the L.A. Lakers. That deal was decided on, and, and it, that was in exchange for a first-round pick. And Danny Green, I would imagine, like you mentioned, Danny Green could be on the move once again with OKC, looking to just stockpile all of the picks. They're going to own a ton of selections in the next few NBA drafts. And then the Pistons one I was talking about, Bruce Brown for John and Musa. You know, what's funny about this is, these are not players that are well-known, and yet I found NBA Twitter to be completely destroying the Detroit Pistons for deciding to do this, and it makes sense. Like Bruce Brown is a guy that I actually think a lot of people thought had some upside, and they decided to give him to Brooklyn in exchange for Musa. You know, what do you make of this one, Nada? Why do the Pistons do this? Do you have any idea? I have no idea, because it, and and this is one of those things that tells me, because I guess with the Pistons, you all you heard was they were going to try they weren't going to try and make the playoffs but they were going to try and be competitive so if they're doing this like if you're trying to build your core wouldn't you think bruce brown is probably one of your better assets to keep in terms of a wing that can defend and can partially shoot from the corner it made a lot of sense to keep him but if they're not keeping him one i'm not sure they're staying at seven whether that's up or down I'm right. not sure, but I'm not sure they're staying at seven. And two, more importantly, good luck trading Blake Griffin because you may be eating a whole bunch of salaries just to make that one happen. And who knows how that goes if you're getting already getting ripped off on this kind of deal. 
And by the way, just updating more on the Charlotte Hornets. Nick Batum did pick up his player option, which of course he was. Nothing that is surprising. What will enter officially the last deal of the contract that was given out to him in 2000? 2016 Nick going to get paid one more year and then we'll see where he ends up check maybe making um the rare uh Nick Batum does opt in to the last year of his contract here with the Charlotte Hornets that wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets thanks again to you guys for supporting the show now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA and by the way when you listen to Locked on NBA we have a podcast uh going into um you know really every single day all of the different hosts from all of the different shows on the Locked On Podcast Network have picked for their franchise. And you can hear projections of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, the Athletics' John Hollinger, and Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Wu. You can also check the feed to catch up on past shows. And so uh, you don't have to miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Today wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow, a couple days ahead of the NBA draft. Can't wait for it. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great day.